Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. And if you want to hear more than just this highlight from the show, become a Coast Insider and you can listen to the complete program, plus recent episodes about out-of-body experiences, the scientific search for extraterrestrial life, and biblical prophecies, which may have foretold our current state of global turmoil. So head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to catch up on what you may have missed from coast to coast. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. I'm going to tell you about our guest. Uh, After losing her 35-year-old husband to cancer, Christina Rasmussen, overwhelming grief spurred her to locate the afterlife in order to reconnect with her husband. Now a skeptic of conventional mystical and religious descriptions, she instead draws on basic principles of quantum physics to explore other dimensions. Christina's proven step-by-step guide to visiting another world allows people to experience the afterlife, discover a deep sense of peace, and to be with our lost loved ones. She is also the author of Second Firsts, This one is called Where Did You Go? Christina, welcome to Coast to Coast. George, so good to hear your voice. Hi. How are you? I am very well and very happy to be talking to you. I'm glad you're on the program, and and, uh, we're going to uh, get a lot of insight from you about this. Now, uh, without dwelling on the tragedy you went through, could you tell us a little bit about what happened? Absolutely. Absolutely. A long time ago, when I was really young, (laughs) around 30 years old, my husband, my 31-year-old husband, was diagnosed with colon cancer. And George, it was stage four. Uh, At the time, we had a nine-month-old baby girl and a -a two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, and it was catastrophic. Um, We never expected anything so tragic to happen. Uh, He lived with that colon cancer for about three-and-a-half years, and uh, at age uh, 35, he passed away. And George, uh, and I know for many people who are listening tonight, um, that feeling of loss, the absence, the immediacy of death was terrible and confusing. And I wanted to, I wanted to be the one who had died, actually. And I know uh, that. I, I know that feeling. That's, yeah, that's... I wanted to be the one. Um, and would you believe prior to that, I had studied grief. And actually, I did my thesis on the stages of bereavement and studied Elizabeth Calder Ross. Um, and nothing that I studied and nothing that, that, I, that I thought I knew could have prepared me for what happened. Um, and George, in that moment, also realized that millions and millions of people have experienced and are experiencing what I was experiencing, and it was tragic. Christina, were you a believer in God at that time? You know, I I was raised in Greece. That's where my accent is from. Okay, and, sure. Uh, yeah, and we actually believed in a God, yes, and uh, being Greek Orthodox. So I was raised very traditionally um, and believed in this higher power that was God. Um, but, uh, but when my husband passed away, I have to tell you, George, I questioned everything. How could God do this, right? Uh, how could God take the person I love the most away from me and from his children? Oh, exactly. I'm in St. Louis right now, Christina, where they have a huge Greek population. <laughs> and uh, every yeah, year I go to their church, the St. Nicholas Greek Orthodox yes. Church, they have a Labor Day party, yes. and that uh, lasts three days, and um, yes, they're just great people. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, and, and, and we believe we believe in, we are religious people. We believe in, in God and divinity. But when tragedy strikes, George, 
you question everything. Yes, you do. You doubt things. I mean, you doubt reality. That's what I. That's what I did. I doubted when he was here, and in the in those last moments, um, he was here. He was present. I mean, he was in a coma, but he would respond to what I was saying to him. And then within one split second, he was gone. And when someone is gone, there's nothing there. You would be considered now a grief educator, wouldn't you? And you, uh, you help people through grief yes. by with, with what you went through. Uh, you wrote the, the book Second First and, of course, this one, which is Where Did You Go? What compelled you to write this second book? You know, I help so many people um, reenter life. That's what I call come back to a full life, a whole life after loss. Um, I help them escape what I call the waiting room, that place where we go and wait until we feel better. And even though all these people were able to find their way back, George, there was one question that remained. And that was my question as well. Where did my person actually go? And after you feel better and and the grieving is a little more settled, um, that question doesn't go away. To be, to be true, truthfully, it doesn't just disappear. I wanted to know, uh, and not just for myself, but for those that I was helping, um, they were asking that question. Actually, the question, some people say, where did you go? And some people say, where are you? Uh, actually, millions of people are asking that question. Yeah, all the time. You all know the, it, right? Yeah. Your people, the people you interview, and your, your listeners as well. Um, and this is why, and actually, George, and I have to be honest with you, I did not want to write this book. I did not. Did it bring back memories? No. Um, I, I've created a great body of work, um, li- the life injury model with my first book. Um, I, I've, I've, I've became a grief educator and expert, and now all of a sudden I was about to write a book about the so-called afterlife. George, <laughs> think about that. <laughs> that. That would not have been a good – that is not a, a, a wise step. From, from my point of view, but I was so compelled and obsessed and completely and totally taken by what I discovered that I could not be a hypocrite and not write it. I, I would have been lying to my community and my readers and, and, and the people I was helping if I did not reveal what I've discovered. Um, so I wrote this book for, for everyone, um, not for me. <laughs> I... Um, I felt that there was no other way but to, to write it and to write it in a way that not only was I going to talk about um, science and the quantum mechanics and, 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 the, and how the universe is made, but how we can experience this so-called afterlife. How can we actually connect with the people we've lost? And in a way, George, I took a major risk in this book. Um, I gave people the, the controls and in every chapter, there is an experience that they have to take on their own. Uh, so this could be a great book, but if people are not experiencing what I'm, I'm telling them mm-hmm. they could experience, then, then, then the risk is, is, is on me. And, but I wanted them to experience. Actually, the book is coming out now. It's, it's midnight here on the West Coast. Yeah, I've got one of the proof sets already. Yeah, it's you coming know, out it's, quick. It's actually, as we, George, we're, we're, we're together in this moment, um, and I was really happy to hear that it was tonight that I was going to be with you tonight while this book was coming out to the world. Well, that's great. Now, prior to your husband's death, yes. what did you think of dying at that time? Terrifying. Scared of it? Terrifying. 
scared. I uh, I was scared about death. I did not want to die. Not that I want to die now. <laughs> no, you know, this is what I say. Let's not be afraid of dying, but there's no rush to do no. it. <laughs> I want to be very much alive. I love my life. But I was. But before all of this happened, I was terrified. I was so scared. And even after he passed, I was so afraid, even of turning off the lights. Um, in my first book, I talk about how I turned on the lights and left them on for at least four months after he passed. TV, lights. Um, I even told him, uh, before he died, not to, after he had passed, not to come and scare me uh, with turning on and off the lights um, or making any strange noises because this is not funny for me. And I, and I don't need to have signs because I was so scared. If you had told me then that I was going to go and write a book and, and put myself in this world, I would have told you you're completely crazy. What compelled you? The truth. I discovered, uh, first it was the question, and as I stepped into that world, actually, George, it was not that scary. Because I didn't go to the ghostly, creepy, kind of dark world. I went to the, to the atoms and the particles and the holographic universe and, and where does light and energy come from and what are we made of. And there was nothing scary about that. Actually, that world included a lot of answers and a lot of discoveries and facts and experiments that what that nobody knew about. I mean, the scientists knew about, um, a small group of people knew about, but the masses and the regular folks like us actually did not know about. And I said to myself, they need to know this. They need to know that. You know, energy and matter is the same thing. They need to know that we can't hear all the sounds that are taking place, that we can't see all the light that is around us, that when we die, it's just the physical body that dies and not consciousness. What so was I, it, Christina, yeah. that got you to understand this? Oh, Did you goodness. self-taught yourself, or what happened? I studied everyone and everything, and I don't know if you heard of someone called Robert Lanza. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we heard oh, of him. Oh, my goodness. He said, and I'm quoting him, he said, if one could travel at light speed, one would find oneself everywhere in the universe all at once. <laughs> and, and he basically said that time doesn't exist. There is no after death except, and this is the part that stay with me, except the death of your physical body in someone else's now. <laughs> the death of your physical body in someone else's now. So basically, we die in someone else's reality, not in our own. Isn't that amazing? George? And you say that we don't have to die to find out what death is all about. No, we don't. I actually believe we can connect. I know um, we can connect with the consciousness of our loved ones. Someone said to me, George, the other day, said, Christina, you have to make it very clear to people that you're not talking to the dead the way tra traditional psychics and mediums do. I I'm not hearing voices. I'm not seeing ghosts. We actually connect with the consciousness of the people we've lost, and, and we can interact with them. Um, I believe there is a way to... Um, bypass a, a professional psychic and a medium, and not that they can't do it and they shouldn't do it. They're actually 
some of them are amazing. The, the real mediums and the real psychics have trained themselves. They have spent time in that world, George, and they know how to do it. And absolutely go to them if you don't trust your own self in this journey. However, we can become students of that world, and anyone and everyone can access it. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.